What's going on, everybody? Welcome to the Backpacking Podcast. As always, John Kelly here with Jeremiah Stringer. And today, Jeremiah, we are in our favorite coffee shop. Yes, Mono's. Mono's Coffee Crafters. So, very excited to be here today. And you've got this list over here. <laughs> just a couple of thoughts that I jotted down on the drive up. Here. Yeah, I'm just I'm just looking at your list, going, man, what is he? What is he going to talk <laughs> about today? Like, there's a bunch of stuff on here. Oh. Well, first off, man, uh, how, what trips have you been on lately? Uh, I don't think I've been on a trip since I went on that trip with Jason. He, he tried to get me to go out this weekend, but I don't know. Life's so busy because we're about to leave for the Camino. And um, I don't know. It's like every weekend we got something. Like last weekend, we have life group, and uh, we meet like once every week or mm-hmm. once every two weeks. And we uh, celebrated one of our members' graduation. He graduated with a master's degree, oh, finally. nice. So nice. Uh, we did that, and the weekend before, something else. Plus, we just had Mother's Day. Happy Mother's Day yeah. to all the mothers out there. So I spent the day with my mom, took her down to Cumberland Falls State Park. Yeah. And, uh, you know, we went out to eat, went to church together and stuff. So I don't know. It's always something. But I figure. Well, you've got graduation coming up. Yes, this Friday. Yeah. We have graduation at school, and then I got a dude. They do this thing called Project Graduation. You ever heard? Yeah. Of this? Oh yeah, we did it. Well, they didn't do it at my high school, but I know exactly what it is. Well, when I was in high school, we went to like I live. I grew up in a very small town, so there's like nothing there. There's like a Walmart. Right. So they bust right. us up to the next town up, and we went to like the. Uh, the bowling alley, an arcade, pool pool hall area, right. all all in that little spot. Spend the night and everything. They don't want anybody drinking and driving as you know celebrating. Yeah, don't know why they wouldn't want that. <laughs> so they like give out prizes and they give you you know quarters to play at the arcade. And we went over to the skating rink and skated and played laser tag and stuff. Well, my school um, we do same type deal. And I plan on volunteering. So graduation's like seven p.m. So you're not you're not going to bed that night. Well, you know, if you have like a senior homeroom, you're supposed to volunteer to help with like the senior stuff. Right. So senior right. stuff would be like graduation, that kind of stuff. You know, junior, you volunteer to help with junior prom, and that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. So I volunteered to help from nine p.m. to midnight, so I can at least get some sleep. Yeah. That night. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, I got that, and then I'm sure there's something the next day and the next day because, you know, this podcast is coming out, and I will leave in, like, a week. A week I know, a man. It's crazy. I was, I was talking to a buddy of mine today about uh, what you're doing. Uh, you're basically hiking. Are you starting in Spain, or are you just doing the France? Well, we... We're flying in the France. Paris. By the way, you're doing the France. Like, <laughs> we're doing I have no idea what that even means, but yeah, the the Frances, yes. I guess. So Camino means like walk in Spanish. And it's a pilgrimage, right? Like a Catholic pilgrimage. Yeah, is where it originated. Yeah, and I'm not Catholic, but a lot of people use this as you know time to reflect, time to bond. My wife and I are both doing it, and uh, we're starting in Saint John or Saint Jean Pietroport. Okay. And uh, that is a town, like, basically on the border of France and Spain. Can you do me a big favor on this trip? What's up? Will you make sure when you go into towns and you talk to people yeah, yeah. that you film your their reaction to you trying to say French words? <laughs> well, I would. I, I think that's priceless, and I would love to see that. You, you talking to people, 
trying to say French words. <laughs> I know we. Oui. <laughs> I know bonjour. Ah. And that is about the extent of my French terminology. Cheese is fromage. Fromage. So there you go. Now you know what cheese is. Yeah. I don't really know a lot of French. I took French <laughs> for two years. And I don't know anything. Well, I probably had the world's worst French teacher because I don't remember anything from that class. Well, maybe that's on the student. I don't know. Everybody always blames the teacher not to be defensive. Well, I remember, I remember a ton of Spanish. Yeah? And I only took it for a semester. Okay, give me some of your Spanish. Well, I mean, I can't speak Spanish, but I can understand words and things like that. Okay. Yeah. All right. But I know what, way more Spanish than I do French, and I took French for two years. Well, there's not a whole lot of French people around Kentucky, but there are a lot of people. They aren't? Not that I know of. You know what there's you a lot what? of in central Kentucky? What? Ukrainians. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, it's like a Ukrainian hub, dude. Like, there's so many Ukrainian people what in is central Kentucky. I don't know. I don't know, but there's a ton of them. Well, I think I told you whenever I was in college. Like my entire street? Yeah. Like one half of my street, almost everybody's Ukrainian. All English speakers, though. Yeah, yeah, they're, they're fantastic. Like, they're the best neighbors. They're absolutely the best neighbors on the planet. Like, they uh -huh. they take care of their stuff, and they're very kind and generous and nice. and uh, Yeah, I mean, but there's just a lot of Ukrainian people around here. Well, I think I told you, like, I had this folk studies class in college. And um, we met with a Burmese family once a week. And, like, we did, you know, different stuff with them. But that was, like, the assignment. Like, every, whatever the uh, your group agreed on. Like, I had a group. It was me and two or three other people. Right. And every Saturday morning, we went to these Burmese people's houses. And Bowling Green, which is the city where I went to college, Western Kentucky University, for my undergrad, they did uh, some kind of program, I guess, with the federal government. And that was like a mecca, like a, a hub for refugees from Burma, like right really? on the border of Thailand. That's fascinating. Yeah, it's odd. I don't know. So maybe there's something going on kind of like that with the Ukrainians or some. I don't, I don't even know. know how that would get started. But anyway, know. you're talking about the languages. Yeah, I just so, can't wait to hear you try and speak French. <laughs> that's, really, that's really what this all comes down to. I got to get video of you trying to speak <laughs> French, but then French people <laughs> watching you do it. Yeah. You need to do it and then like put like like comedy music behind it. And then, and then when they make a face, do the bump, 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 <laughs> and like freeze on their face that they're making. I, I'm hoping that where we're staying at in Paris is going to be a lot of people that also speak English. Because if it's not, I'm pretty much screwed. Now, are you going to take a couple days in Paris for you and the wife to actually get to see like the Eiffel Tower and spend some time there? Did you plan for that? I, my plan is. Well, let, let's go through it. We got plenty of time here, right? We got, uh, no we got at least a couple minutes. Yeah, we can talk as long as we want about this uh, trip. And when I get back, we're going to have a lot of stories. That oh, I'm I can't even imagine. Share. It'll be great, and it'll be great <laughs> for our listeners. <laughs> what? It won't be the long trail. Oh yeah, I'll have another <laughs> one about the same. Actually, I should be gone longer than I was on the long trail. Really? Yeah, because I was gone for about a month on the long trail. Now I assume this will take around six weeks. Okay. But let's go through. Let's Which, go through just so everybody knows, minutes. there will be podcasts every week. Oh yeah, that's why we're doing what we're doing right now. Uh huh. To we're get ahead of this, we're definitely gonna have some content out there. But and I'm hoping we can talk live. Like yes. I'm hoping we can get you live while you're out on well, trail. Well, I think it's a six-hour time difference, if I'm not mistaken. So we can that's not bad. Yeah, we could definitely make that happen because we've Absolutely. done we've done interviews from what was it Iceland? Yeah, yeah. So that was pretty similar time uh, 
Isn't, wouldn't that be pretty similar time zone differences on the Iceland situation? I'm not sure they're... <laughs> You're asking me geography of <laughs> Europe? I got I'm nothing not sure for you, I'm not sure the longitude. Yeah. But anyway, let's go through the sequence, all right? Okay. So I'm leaving soon, and we're flying out of Lexington, Kentucky Airport. Couldn't okay. believe I could get a flight for the same price out of Lexington to fly into Paris as like Cincinnati. I also check Knoxville, Nashville, you know, even Atlanta, even though uh, I figured somebody would have to, drop, have to drop us off down there. So we got these tickets, and they've changed the flights and stuff a few times, but it looks like I'm going to have a three-hour layover in uh, Atlanta. So we're flying from Alexa to Atlanta. And I don't, I don't think I've been through the Atlanta airport, but how? what would you suggest as the best way to kill a little time during this layover? Obviously food. A nap. A nap you, inside the dude, airport? You know it's night. Yeah, dude. I, I, went, I went on a trip one time, and I took a, an air mattress with me. No way. And I slept in, I, I just <laughs> lay down and slept in the corner. Like, like your backpack and air mattress? No, like an air mattress, like a twin. It, it was a mission trip. How'd you air it up? It had a pump on it. Like, you just plug it into an outlet. Oh, So okay. I plug it out, and it blew this, like, twin-sized mattress. I'm like, well, shoot, man. We were, it was like a six-hour layover. So, so I, yeah, I hung out. And I've got that, like, we're flying. I'm are, flying to Honduras second. here. Wait, are you allowed to blow up an air mattress and sleep in the airport? Yeah. Have you seen the videos of the people that, like, try to live in an airport for a week and... How, well, yeah, they don't have a that? ticket, though. They, they, I have a ticket. No, no, you have a ticket. Yeah. Like, you can't get past security without the ticket. Yeah. Have you seen the videos of people no. doing this? Yeah, there's, like, uh, viral videos of, it's like, I spent a week in Chicago, O'Hare Airport, and they moved to different terminals, different days. And so they were doing it. it for clicks, basically. Uh, Yeah, I think at yeah. the end of the day. But okay. tell me about your Honduras situation. Well, so I'm going to Honduras in a few weeks. Okay. And uh, we have one of our layovers is, like, eight hours. What is the deal? Are you going with church? Yeah, I'm going with our, our church. We're doing a, it's me and, and two other guys, and we're doing this. I did it last year. It was the missionary kid, kid camp Yeah, down there. But uh, we're flying down there, and uh, we've got the six-hour layover. Now, I'll tell you the things I do when there's a layover. First okay. thing is I try and find a place to okay. sit down restaurant. Yeah. And go have, a, like, a nice meal. Like an hour and a half meal. Yeah, like a real nice meal where they yeah. have to wait on you and stuff because there's always restaurants like that. What do you consider a nice meal? Somewhere I sit down, somebody comes and actually takes my order. Okay. And, yeah, in an airport, that's about as good as it gets. Yeah. But then then what I try and do, I try and see if there's a massage parlor in there. A massage parlor? Get a back massage while I'm sitting in the airport. How much does that cost? What's I don't a know. good going rate? Or how much would be too expensive before you're like, nah. Usually it's like 20, 30 bucks. Oh, that's not bad like at all. for a half hour or something like that. Yeah, because Bridget, she, so... Not to get off on too deep of a tangent because yeah. I want to hear about your situation. Yeah, yeah, yeah you're good. But um, I get a massage every month. So I'm not sure. I think this is kind of a gray area. But yeah. as long as you bill through the chiropractor, you if there's a massage place there, your your medical insurance will pay in Kentucky. Right, yeah. Or at least mine yeah, yeah, yeah. will. I don't yeah, know. Well, I got state insurance. Right. So there's a copay, and my copay is like 30, 40 bucks for 30 minutes. Yeah. Bridget never gets one. And she'd, ne she'd never been to the chiropractor. He never established care or anything like that. So she decided, as a little treat to herself, with uh, the time that we have remaining before we leave, she's like, I want to get a massage. So there is like a spa and massage place in her town. Right. And I think it was $105 for an hour and a half massage. And I have no idea what that includes. 
But I thought, mm, yeah, I'd pay for it. an hour and a half. For an hour and a half. Oh, yeah, that's right. It's about because usually what it is like thirty minutes is like thirty to forty bucks. Yes, and then you get to an hour, obviously sixty to eighty dollars. That, yeah. that seems fair. Yeah, I think it's fair too. Yeah. So I think that what you're saying, thirty, forty bucks. That's yeah. okay. Well, I'll be honest with you. One of the best massages I ever had uh-huh. was in an airport at Dallas Fort Worth. Um, I forget what I was there flying through there for, but at that airport, just walking down the terminal, and there's a massage place. They have these chairs. You just sit in the chair, sit forward, mm-hmm. and they work your back over. Man, it was awesome, especially if you're flying economy or coach. Oh, yeah, I am flying economy coach. Yeah, it's it's nice because like. Those aren't the most comfortable seats in the world. No, especially I'm like 6'3". It's awful. Yeah, you're kind of tall. <laughs> I was going to tell you something else. Can't remember about the... Mo- oh, yeah. Um, I told you about the terrible massage that I had in Orlando, didn't I? No, but I'd like to hear <laughs> Sorry <laughs> <Okay>. For people <laughs> who tuned in to listen to backpacking content, we're just going to apologize in advance because yeah. this is like gone way off the rails. But We're, we're getting there. We're... we're Trust We're me, it's coming. The, I promise. We promise. We're, this is uh, the anticipation building up to this grand backpacking adventure that I'm headed on. Actually, my so- my massage therapist just gave me kudos on Strava. Oh, nice. How about that one? That's uh, good timing. Yeah. Philip Darty. Appropriate. So we went, we have family down in Orlando. Uh, my wife's aunt and uncle lives down there. So yeah. sometimes we'll head down there, hit the beach and stuff. And one trip we were on, we were like, let's get a couple's massage. Because we hadn't had a couple's massage since our, we got engaged back in college in Ecuador. Um, and, you know, we went on this like weekend excursion where we took a waterfall tour and I proposed to my wife. And that same weekend, we got a couple's massage. And in Ecuador, I don't know how the licenses work. Uh, for massage therapy, yeah, but I'm pretty sure that there's no regulations. Anybody can open a business <laughs> in the in the, we were in the rainforest basically, yeah. Um, and I think it was like forty bucks for both of us for an hour. It was like ridiculously cheap. So guaranteed they weren't licensed by anything. They no. just they just rubbed your back. Fantastic massage. Good. Great massage. Well, totally different experience in Orlando. <laughs> um, we were <laughs> we were at. We're at Bridget's. All of that to say, Orlando was awful. <laughs> no, because there's heavy regulation there, I, yeah. I think. We uh, we were sitting at, at my wife's aunt's place, because if you stay with them, you don't have to pay for a hotel. Exactly. And um, that gives you more money to spend on, like, a couple's massage around the beach. Okay. Well, you know, if that you're going to That sounds real nice. Yeah, you imagine... The sand under your feet, you climb onto a massage table, the waves are crashing in. And yeah, that's nice salt air. Yes, and, you know, there's somebody massaging you, and you're like, oh, this is so, it's romantic, and it's great, and you're spending time with your wife or right, husband. Right, Well, this experience was not at all like that. We were uh, <laughs> we were shopping on Groupon, and Groupon's not exactly the place you go to. <laughs> <laughs> for, for a massage. If there's one on the thing beach. I will tell you, never shop for a massage on Groupon. <laughs> that would it be just sounds advice. like a nightmare. So we're shopping on Groupon because her aunt was like, you know, you guys can find a good deal on Groupon. We were at the time we were doing the whole Dave Ramsey thing. Right, right, right. We're on a vacation, but on a budget, etc. Yep. So 
we found a place on Groupon, and I called the place, and I was like, hey, it says on here, a couple's massage for an hour cost X, Y, Z. I I can't remember how much it was. And um, it was probably 100, 150, something like that for an hour. And she was like, the lady... You know, she, you could tell she had an accent whenever we were on the phone, but still easy to understand. And, you know, we hung up. She's like, come on over. If you can be here within the hour, you know, this is how much it's going to cost. So we drove over there, and it's at a strip mall. So we get out on one side's like an ice cream place. On the other, you know, it's like, yeah. I don't know, so this walk-in is, this taco is not shop. The, uh, this is not the beachfront <laughs> spa you were no. expecting. This is in, like, the landlocked area of Orlando, <laughs> you know, outside of the Disney World situation, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Kissimmee and all that. So, <clears throat> and by the way, for people listening, a reminder, we're at Mono's, so you're getting some of the ambiance of the customers and the coffee machine. They're grinding. The grinder, yeah. Yes, it's fantastic. So just enjoy. Yes. Enjoy the ambiance. Enjoy it with us. Yes. And... We go in, and I, t- I asked the lady, I'm like, hey, I called, you know, 30 minutes ago or whatever, and you told me it was going to be X, Y, Z amount. Is that still okay? And she was like, shh, 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 quiet, quiet. And I was like, what? She was like, somebody back there will hear you. And I didn't realize that, you know, she's just charging people different rates as they walk in the door. It's this short little Asian lady. And I have no idea what part of Asia she's so from. So she's but basically scanning people, trying to figure out how much they can afford, and <laughs> like just so. picking a picking a number as they walk in the door. Well, it's all tourists because all these people that are coming to Orlando, a lot of them are coming for Disney or Universal or whatever. Right? Maybe right. they're going to Cocoa Beach or Destin or something. Yeah. But you know, she sees people, and she she's immigrated here from whatever part of Asia, and she's got her family there, whoever working with her, and. And they're charging whatever they want. So I'm like, okay. So she's like, one moment. And she walks back, checks the room, comes back out and asks, Is, are y'all wanting to be in the same room? And I was like, yeah, duh. I mean, it's a couple's massage. My wife and I want to, you know, you imagine you're on tables next to each other. And right, if right. you want to talk, you can. You're in the room together. And uh, she's like, okay, one moment. Just have a seat. And she goes and like, Five, 10, 15 minutes later, she makes this lady leave the room that she's in getting the massage. This lady's in a towel, you know, oiled up for a massage. She makes her leave the room and go to the room next door. And the ladies, and we can see her from the lobby. You know, there's like a hall with doors to different massage rooms. What? And the lady goes into a different room. She's like, oh, it's okay, it's okay. And then they're like, hold on a minute. We got to clean the room, you know, sterilize all that stuff, change the sheets. And then they change the bedding and stuff and then take me and my wife into this room that the lady was just getting a massage in. And then she's like, all right, y'all can go ahead and change and get ready for your massage cover-up, blah, blah, blah. And then they come in and start the massage. Well, she asked me, you like like a light touch or you like like a strong massage? You know, and I'm, you know, I'm like, work these muscles out, you know. Yeah. Let's, let's do deep tissue style, yeah. you know. Really get in there. My wife is like, no, nah, I just like the Swedish massage, you know, just rub my back real light. So this lady, dude, there's this pipe on the ceiling coming out. Uh-huh. Comes down, back like 10 feet, goes into the wall. And about halfway through the massage, this little Asian lady gets on top of my, like, massage table 
holding on to the pipe and start to walking up and down my body. I thought she was going to break my spine. You know, she is small, but she still, even she's 100 pounds, that's 100 pounds walking heel to toe down your spine. Worst massage I've ever had. <laughs> She got in there. She got she got it. She got her elbow in my glute. She's you know, working out. It's tough. So you know from now on when you've got a little lady like that saying, Do you want a hard <laughs> massage? You go, let's go medium. Let's go, and don't walk. Don't walk don't. on my neck. Gosh. <laughs> yeah. But that is a good idea, killing the time in the uh in the layover, yeah, like yeah. you're saying for the Honduras. All right, let's yeah. get back to it, man. So, okay, let's 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 actually get back to let's let's actually talk about something these people want to listen to. Okay, um, <laughs> so <laughs> let's talk a little bit about urban hiking because this is what you're doing mm-hmm. basically when you do the Camino. It's not it's not backcountry hiking. This isn't one of those things where you're you're in the woods and you're looking for these huge overlooks right. and waterfalls and all. This is literally walking across the middle of France and staying in towns and hostels. Well, we're starting in France, but you're really walking more across Spain. Okay. So you're starting basically on the border of France and Spain. Okay, so, tell, tell us a little bit about this. All right. So to answer your question from earlier, you asked me, like, are you accounting for the Paris situation stuff? Yeah. We do have a couple nights in a hotel, like, in Paris, which hopefully we don't die because I know they had these protests and these riots and all this. Yeah, you know what yeah, I'm talking yeah, about? Yeah. I know about what you're talking about. Raise the age of retirement and all that. Yeah. So hopefully we can avoid all that, check out the Eiffel Tower, have, you know, this romantic adventure of exploring Paris. And now is that at the end or at the beginning? No, this is, we're flying into Paris. So two nights before you start the hike? Uh, Three or four, maybe. We okay. Have, we got plenty of time because we good got the you. whole summer break. Yeah, good for you. So flying to Paris, and then I, I, I'm getting to what you just asked because I really don't have, I'm trying not to go in with expectations. Right. So... I feel like if you do too much research, sometimes you kind of set yourself up for expectations that you're never going to have an experience that lives up to it. Well, I got you. So I've been doing a necessary amount of research. Um, a lot of it has involved, you know, watching videos like uh, Dixie Homemade Wonderlust. Right. She's did it. Well, we just had her on. She she even told you, here's my number. Let me know if you yeah. have any questions. And I've asked her a couple of things about it about the cell phone situation and stuff. But anyway, we're going to take a train from Paris down to that city and then stay there for a night or two nights. I can't remember. You know, I already got the hotels booked. And then we have the first hostel booked for after our initial six-kilometer walk or 10 kilometers or however much it is. And how many miles are you looking at a day? Um, Well, we don't have a set amount. I think it's around 500 miles, but most of it's going to be – Based in kilometers, since that's the unit that they use. Yeah. So I'm not, I don't really know how many miles. So uh, like what, probably 10 to 15? I'm thinking, so we did the Foothills Trail, and that put a sour taste in my wife's mouth because yeah. we done anywhere from 14 to 17 and a half miles a day. Right. And that's not like front country, like you were just describing, yeah. walking through cities and stuff. That was rugged. And I think she wants to start off pretty low, like 5 to 10 miles is a good range. And I think the hostels yeah. are around that distance apart. That's smart. That's real smart. So we start there, and, you know, I describe it as this pilgrimage, and we're hitting a lot of the front country and stuff, but um, me and one of my buddies, like I said, I haven't done a ton of research because I don't want there to be an expectation that fails. Right, right. And he was like... We had like a little bed or something because he said something about mountain goats. And I was like, I don't think there's really any mountain goats 
on the part that we're going to be walking. And we looked it up, and, dude, we're going to be walking through areas that, you know, you can pay for these fantastic hunts to go on to kill these wild rams. So I'm thinking we're going to get kind of the best of both worlds. Nice. You're going to go through these towns with albergues, like these hostels you can sleep in, hotels, and hopefully some magnificent food across Spain and trying, you know, a bunch of different local experiences. But you're also going to be walking through farms and maybe not wilderness in the traditional aspect that we think in in the U.S., but areas where there is hopefully some wildlife that we're going to see. Yeah, yeah. But I've been reading like a lot of subreddits mm-hmm. of people that are over there right now and the French way is the the most popular route and you know the basics are you said Catholic yeah once a year I, if, if my understanding is correct people would like kind of file in and you know take the most popular and most economic and ergonomic routes to get to Santiago to mm-hmm. this church every year. Yeah. So the French way is apparently the most popular, and there's always apparently a race for the beds in the albergues. Oh, yeah, I've heard that. So, but I've also heard you need to have something to spray for uh, bed bugs. Yeah. I was, be real careful of that. Yeah, because Dixie, if you watch her videos, like she documented the whole experience and like vlogged them basically. Her and her sister went, and they got bed bugs and they had to i guess rent a hotel room and turn the water as hot as possible coming out of the bathtub yeah and try to kill the bed bugs that were on their clothes and in their i don't know if they use sleeping bags or sleeping bag liners but i'm i'm thinking i'm gonna take sleeping bag liners i just bought some that are made by sea to summit Oh, you see, you went ahead and got those? I went, went ahead and got those, and they're really soft. Yeah, they're they are. They're not silk, but I can't remember what material. But we're going to use those. And I'm wondering if we should take sleeping bags. Because a lot of people, as I was looking on Reddit, a lot of people say, you can bring a sleeping bag. And since we're going in the summertime, they're not really necessary to keep warm, and the sleeping bag liner would do the trick. But I sleep with a comfort. I wonder, I wonder if you, a quilt would be a better idea than a sleeping bag, though. Given that yeah. you're gonna be sleeping on a bed, and you can typically mm-hmm. open a quilt up and use it like a yeah. big blanket, that might be, and it save you a little weight because if you use a backpack, if you use a sleeping bag, I'm sorry, if you use that, mm-hmm. you've got that extra fabric, the extra insulation, the extra weight, the zippers. Yeah. Um, probably using a quilt would actually save you some weight and be more like sleeping at home because you could just open the thing up. Yeah. I don't know. I have, I think, a few different options. Yeah. Since it's summertime, I may be able to get away with just the liner yeah, and not sleep with anything on me. But like I said, I use a comforter year-round at the house. Mm-hmm, so do I. So I, there's some comfort in the feeling, I guess, of the weight on you. Yeah. So I, I really like something over me more than just a sheet. And those sleeping bag liners, if anybody's used them, they're very thin. Yeah. So I don't know how warm that'll be. I could pair that with a sleeping bag. You pair them with a sleeping bag and you can gain like 10 to 15 degrees of warmth. Yes. But you so, have to pair them with a sleeping bag to do that. But I don't like you said the quilt. I, I most likely, if I'm taking a sleeping bag, I'm really talking about, um, you know, a quilt. Yeah. But I also have a couple of down blankets, so I could take those. Those would be instead. good too. Yeah, those would be really good. It's really like a blanket that you're just covering yeah, up with, and yeah. it's not restrictive at all. 
but I don't really like the feeling of those, like the material that they're made. Well, of. and you know, like as well as anybody, the best sleep you're going to have is when you can get sleeping. For us, typically it's a backcountry, but mm-hmm. when you can get it as close to what it's like at home. Yes, that's, that's always going to be the best night's sleep. So, mm-hmm. so you definitely want to do that. It's, it's cool though that you're actually sleep in beds. They they have blankets that they will give you, but I think well one I, don't think I could I would get. Do it. Well, I'm willing to do it. I really want the experience. We are we're we're going to do both. We're doing the albergues, like the traditional. You would think a hostel with all the beds and bunk beds, and you're in a room with who knows how many people. Could right. be 50 people in that room, or it could be different rooms housing up to 200 people. They also have like uh, albergues where they're work to stay, or like you work together to prepare food and cook the meals and stuff. I think that'd be a great way to meet people. And they have like um, municipal albergues that are very cheap. They're kind of, I guess, um, subsidized by the city. Right. But they also have private, they have private rooms in albergues. And they have like, you know, you can get a traditional hotel for maybe 50% more of the cost. So I plan on hitting every single one of those um, like check marking all those yeah, boxes yeah, yeah. and try to experience every situation that I can. Plus, I budgeted the money to have a, I would say, a more upscale experience. Yeah, I mean, if you're going to save up the money, it, I mean, this isn't like some little. You're not going to do this again. No, this, this is, is a something once you're going to do. Lifetime. Yeah. So if you're going to do it, do it right. Yeah. I, I believe that with anything that you're going to do, um, definitely, people, definitely, like take advantage of those experiences because. Oh yeah. He said, I mean, you're going to be hiking through France and Spain. Like, seriously, man. Like, think about that for a second. So, on the sleeping situation, you could use the blankets that they provide you. But I did read that some of them could be dirty. Some of them may be clean. Some of them could be stained. So, my plan was the whole time to just use what was provided. But the more I think about it. I wouldn't. I'm going to be honest. There's some things I'm willing to experience. Mm Mm-hmm. There's some things I don't want to take a chance to experience. So I, if it's me, yeah, I'm just taking a quilt, man. Like, I'm taking a quilt. And I honestly, I, I, I would consider, because you're not going to have to carry a lot of stuff. Like, you're not going to carry a tent with you. No. You're not carrying a hammock, so your pack's not going to be very heavy at all. Oh, dude. I, I haven't told you the best part. Well, he, well, here's what I'm thinking. Go ahead. I'd bring my own fitted sheet. Oh, yeah. That's Seriously, if it's me, I'd bring mm. my own fitted sheet. Yeah, and like a twin size because they're probably twin size beds or yeah. smaller. Gosh, dude, freaking twin size. That's probably what it is. I mean, yeah. you're probably looking at that. But I would bring, I bring a twin size fitted match or fitted sheet. It's not gonna weigh a whole lot. That and the quilt, dude. That's money. That's money for this. I think besides like, um, you know, like a <laughs> mission trip or something like that. Yeah. I don't think that I've slept on a twin size bed. Since I was a sophomore in college. So that would have been like 2012, 2013. So that's been 10 years, man. And there's a reason And that why. was, you said high school? Is that what you just said? No, sophomore college. Sophomore college, okay. Yeah, I may have said high school. Yeah. That would but have been that would have been 93 for me. <laughs> a little time difference. A little bit of a time difference there, brother. <laughs> well, my I'm so tall, I'm, I'm small enough to fit. Yeah. But, but your feet hang off the end. My feet hang off, and I know in a so bunk you're hoping bed, there's not head headboards and footboards. Well, here's you're gonna be in fetal position the whole time. Here's one of the things with the uh, pilgrimage. Yeah, some people are. Some people will tell you 
you're doing it wrong. You're supposed to do it a certain way. Blah blah blah. Right. Some people will tell you the same thing about there's hiking. always like, people. To do. Oh, I mean, yeah. we both have YouTube channels, and we get. I just got a message today on one of my videos from like a year ago, saying, "If you would just blah 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 blah," and I'm like, I'm like, delete. I, I just don't have yes. time for it. Like, if people, everybody has an opinion. They they'll get so caught up on trying to police you in. T- to doing it the traditional way or the way that they think that you're supposed to do things. But I'm a 30-year-old man, dude. If I'm going to pay, if, if this costs me thousands of dollars, do it your do way. It. I'll do it however I want. Do There's no right way. or wrong way. There no. may be a traditional way. But um, you're talking about the backpacking weight. We are going to pay for um, luggage to be bumped I don't know. I haven't done um, the preliminary research on which. Also, someone's going to take it from one hostel to the next for you. Yeah, or a hotel or wherever we stay. So you're just carrying a day pack with water and um, food. Well, like I said, I want to check mark as many boxes as possible and get as close to a full experience as possible. So I'm thinking sometimes, and this is all subject to change, of course. Whenever yeah. you get act, out actually doing stuff, like I said, the expectation sometimes is not reality. So we may do. We're going to take all the stuff that we would have taken if we didn't bring any extra luggage. If we just had the backpacks on our back and right. we were just backpacking across Europe. So we may do like, let's push that ahead four days. You know, you tell the company, I think, each day where you're going to be spending the night. Right. And then they just drive it over there because it takes me all day to walk there, but it may take them 35 30. minutes. Yeah. And they just drop off your, your luggage. Is that the worst part? Okay. <laughs> no. So. I had to hitchhike around the Red River Gorge one time. Yeah. And uh, I remember we needed to get a ride because we had, if you go to the Red River Gorge, there's there's a north end and a south end to it. Sure. And we were coming out of Coomer Ridge where we started hiking. Mm-hmm. We ended up going over the suspension bridge. We meant to do a loop yeah. and come back. R.I.P. And we, we totally missed the loop. And we ended up just going straight across the gorge. Oh. Ended up on the other side. That's a 30-minute drive. <laughs> Yeah, how long did it take to walk? We walked for two hours and hitched a ride finally. And it got around to the vehicle finally. It was funny. We hitched a ride and we got to a gas station. I literally walked into the gas station, held up a $20 bill. I said, I will give $20 to any person in this room right now who will give me a ride to the Coomer Ridge Trailhead. And this yeah. girl behind the counter looks at, every, looks at her boss and goes, can, can I take them? And she goes, sure. She goes, Yes. And so she comes out and gives us, we give her the 20 bucks and she gives us a ride to the Coomer Ridge Trailhead. Because <laughs> driving miles and hiking miles, like people oh. just don't even realize. Like <laughs> I, you, you talk about hiking 100 and, or what was the, the Sheltoy Trace was like 350 miles. Yeah. I, I talk about hiking 350 miles. Yeah. And it took me 25 days. And then people are like, wow, that's, that's insane. I can't believe you did that. And then you think, yeah, but you could drive that in like six hours. Yeah, yeah, it's no drive. <laughs> it's like I was taking mom around. You know, we got to Cumberland Falls, and I said, "You want to do a big circle?" Like whenever I ride the motorcycle, sometimes I'll do a circle around like the county, like the tri county right, area. Right. And I said, instead of driving straight back to the house, let's do the big loop. And so we did, and we went past um, Holly Bay, which is Laurel Lake. Yeah, yeah. And I was like, you know, Mom, I was just thinking, I did like over half the Sheltoe Trace. And I was like, I, I've walked 
from I was telling her where the trail come out before Cumberland Falls. And I'm like, you, you're all on the other side of the river. You cross a br- the bridge there yep. as you're going into Cumberland Falls. And then you're walking on the other side of the river, and you walk all the way up to Laurel Lake. And we and I was like, you keep going past that, and you cross I-75, and you know you go past London, Kentucky, and I, I was like, you know, I just realized we just drove this, and I walked this section with Hunter, and this took days. It yeah. took days to walk, and it took me 20 minutes to drive. I know. You know it's so demoralizing. Yeah. So I was telling you, the luggage, I'm thinking that sometimes maybe we skip it ahead four days and carry all the stuff that we would bring if we were doing the normal pilgrimage. But other times, like you said, I'm a, my backpack may weigh three pounds because you got a little sandwich in there and some water, and you're going to be done at 2.30 in the yep. afternoon. Your luggage is going to be sitting there waiting. Yep. So. And and just being able to like, and, and having it shipped, why not bring like a fitted sheet or something with you and make yeah. make it feel like a bed? Well, we'll have one and an actual pillow. What about an actual pillow, dude? My wife was telling me yesterday. She was like, "Do you think that we can take a real pillow?" And I was like, "Cause I told her I was I was thinking I'm going to take a backpacking pillow." Um, before I was just thinking I'm just going to use whatever they give me. Right, right. But I use two pillows at home, and if if they're the problem is the weight. It, yeah. It's a 50-pound luggage limit on the weight for one bag, and I only want to take one bag because I don't, you don't want to pay, pay for two bags. That I makes don't sense. Want, yeah, I don't want to skip the two bags because that's going to cost me double, and I also don't want to pay the I don't want to pay Delta any more money than I have to. Oh, I totally airline. get that. I totally yeah. get that. So what do you think I should add in my luggage? I, the fitted sheet. Probably I think the fitted sheet's a winner, quilt. dude. Yeah, I'd, I'd do a fitted sheet and a quilt for each of you because that... You don't need much, like a 50-degree a quilt. Yeah, I mean, 45-degree. I mean, I don't know. I'm, I'm assuming there's, like, heat in the air. Yeah, you're going to be inside. Well, then, yeah, I mean, 50, 60-degree. Like, you don't need something that's super warm. Oh, you'll be too hot. Yeah. So you've got that. I, I mean, I don't know if I'd bring a full-size pillow because those get heavy. Yeah, and it's going to take up a lot of room in our luggage. A lot of room. Yeah. Yeah. So we have the um, the foam stuffed Thermarest pillows. Yeah. Like the big ones. Now I do have a bag I could loan you. What is it? It's like a night. It was a hundred and twenty liter, like, bag. I used it when I went to Kilimanjaro. Oh, you're talking about like a for your luggage. Yeah. It's I, massive, but it doesn't <laughs> weigh anything. You know how like a lot of the weight from a. a Suitcase is the suitcase. Mm-hmm. Like suitcases can weigh up to five or six pounds. Yeah, I don't know how much my wife's weighs, but she told me yesterday she wants to take this big pink luggage. I'll tell you what, you have to drive by my house to go home. All right, I'll check it out. I'll send it home with you. Yeah, I'll just get it back before you leave. But that might be a bag you want to check out. All right. I think I think we need to cut here and let's go to a part two for next week. Let's do it and let's continue this conversation because this is a fun conversation and. <sighs> We've we 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 got past all of the massages and everything from earlier. So, That's a good warm up. So we'll focus some more. Let's 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 do urban hiking part two all right. on the next episode. And uh, so for myself and for Jeremiah, we'll catch you guys on the next one. Yeah. Adios, folks.